Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Hildy down on the line. Hildy, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Oh, we've wanted this lined up for quite a while, so I'm thankful we finally got the things scheduled. So great to have you. So why don't you share with the audience a little bit about you and some of this amazing work that you're doing? Well, my name is Hildy Dunn. I'm an expert coach at Handel Group. Um, I live in New Jersey. I have three grown children, three grandbabies, and um I just love the work I do. I actually came to Handel Group as a client and so fell in love with the work and and the results I got that I knew that this was where I really wanted to spend the rest of, sounds horrible, spend the rest of my days, but this is really the impact that I wanted to have on the world and help make a difference in the world is doing this work. Yeah, Handel Group tends to attract people like you that are, you know, wanting to really put a dent in the universe. And it's a great environment for those uh, that, that be a, that are part of it, that just are doing some amazing work. So, so you, you came to them first as a client and I always love hearing stories like that because usually clients hire an organization to provide some type of uh, assistance or help with a project or something like that. And, uh, you don't see it as often where someone goes, wow, I love this company so much. I want to be a part of it. But you know that that's an amazing situation. It happened to me personally in my career decades ago uh, when I was working in the IT field. You know, I went to work for a vendor that we were using and uh, it you know, created lifelong friendships and uh, really, you know, skyrocketed my career quite frankly and and got me out of a situation where I probably would have been stuck I don't want stuck's not a great word for it but I would have plateaued at that organization and if I you know chose to stay with that organization uh, I, I probably could have for decades because uh, the person that uh, replaced me was there for 20-something years so uh, obviously it was an organization that I could have stayed there but I had bigger and better things that I wanted to do. And uh, moving on definitely was that opportunity. Good for you. It's like there's a little voice behind your, in your ear that will whisper to you. And then most of us just put our fingers in our ears and go, la, la, la. You know, I don't want to deal with that because that would mean change. And change can be scary. But, you know, trusting that little voice and following your heart is you know, what gets you, what I think gets you happy and proud in your life because you're actually creating what you want versus reacting or staying stuck. Yeah, I agree. And it was, for me, it was, I look back in my career and all the things that I've been able to do, I wouldn't have had access to be able to do any of those things if I would have stayed in that organization. Just it wouldn't have happened. And nothing against that organization still around. It's been around for over a hundred years. There, and I'm, I'm guessing they'll they'll stick around 
you know, for a while longer, for sure, you know, from family owned type of business generations and things like that, I would anticipate that it would stick around in some type of entity. But for me, it was like, no, I, uh, there's other things I'd like to do. And that's why I like going to organizations that give you opportunities to grow, uh, even though you may not stay there a long time gone are the days in, in many cases, other than what you just said with, with Andel, where people will stay at an organization for 25 or 30 or more years. Usually you're, you're there for a much shorter period of time. You're helping out, you're growing, but then you take that experience and you go help another organization because it, it keeps things moving. But I think the difference with you and this organization is the type of work that you do is constantly helping other organizations. So it, you're allowed to do that growth and, and helping others without necessarily, you know, packing up everything and moving to a different office again and again and again. Yeah. And for me, it was just very interesting to see what I was willing to tolerate. And I think many of us are so willing to tolerate so much, which leaves us living a mediocre, like nothing, sometimes not good, but sometimes just mediocre. And we come to think mediocre is okay, like enough is okay. But actually, you know, we're, we're called to really be doing something bigger, constantly creating, growing, you know, being on a bigger mission. And that takes a little bit of bravery sometimes. Of course. So what are some of the things that you do? Uh, with Handel Group and some of the client work. I mean, obviously, you don't need to share client names, but you know some of the things that you get to do that you, that you really enjoy getting to work on. There's a. I love just working with clients, helping them understand. Look, I think we're all great in certain areas of our life, and then my job is to cheer that on. But I want to focus on the areas that aren't going well for you, because when you can start to look at those areas and understand what's happening, what's keeping you stuck, what patterns are you repeating? It's like the light bulb goes on for people and they begin to understand what they're doing that's creating the same result. Like most of us, we don't get the lesson. It comes back and hits us a little harder. We don't get the lesson. It comes back and hits us a little harder. We don't get the lesson. Oh my God, it really clunks you in the head, right? So what I love to do is work with a client and then start to go, okay, what area, we take your life and we divide it into these 12 areas. So we're talking about money, uh, career, love, you know, health and body, time, fun and adventure. I didn't even know fun and adventure was an area when I came to Handel Group. I thought that was just something extra bonus till I understand, wow, you actually need to, and that's an area to create. But we, what I do is take people and go, where are you suffering? Where are you tolerating? Where are you really not proud? And then begin to work through either, you know, what are you, what's your thinking? What's keeping you stuck? Either it's your thinking, either it's the not taking the action. Are you really clear on what the next step is, what your dream is? So getting people to begin to articulate and get clear so that they can begin to create their own next step. I love the 12 step. I mean, we've heard 12 step programs and a variety of different things, but that is amazing because all of those things, all are components of the wholeness of one. We are one being, and there are certain aspects of things in our lives that often get 
neglected or ignored or unaware that we should be focusing on that, you know, fun, fun and adventure. Uh, you know, I deal with organizations and people that burn out and that's typically an area of the amusement park that they don't visit. You know, they don't, they're not doing fun things. They're not having adventure. They're just grinding and working and they're like, I don't have time for that. I'm like, you need to make time for that. It's a part of you. You need that. It's not a, choice of, I'll get to it. No, it's you need to do things that you enjoy that are beneficial to you. Because if you don't, then you're out of balance. And and balance is a diminishing thing. You can never really get it. Harmony is probably a better term that I should use. Your your body is harmonious. There's all these things, work, life, you know, health, all the things that you work on. And if you neglect one of those areas, it impacts everything else. You think, well, I just I don't have time for that. Well, by you not spending time on that means you're going to be fatiguing over here. And then from there, your health is going to start declining. And then all of a sudden, your impact in the work isn't going to be as good or you're going to miss work because you're sick. And next thing you know, because you didn't give yourself time to have a little bit of fun in life, look what it's done. And now you're not only off of work, you're not well enough to actually go do anything that's fun. So it's, it's a very, very difficult thing for a lot of people to necessarily grasp. It's like, no, this this is the wholeness of you, but your the wholeness comes with parts and you need to maintain and take care of each one of those parts. Because if you don't, you know, the, the, the results can be in some cases catastrophic. Absolutely. And most people don't really even tell themselves the truth about you know, how they are doing in each of those areas. So we actually have you take each area and rate that area and then think about what is the dream or what are you working for in that area. So now you begin to evaluate your life from the perspective of what do I really want in that area? And then where am I in that? What's the reality in that area? And from that place, now you can start to go, okay, where am I stuck and what's there to do differently? Or, you know, where am I... Where am I giving away my power, right? Where am I, like, we love to use the word authoring. So where am I authoring versus where am I not authoring? So at Handout Group, if you're not authoring, we're going to call it being a weather reporter, like reporting on your life, like the weather reporter reports on the weather, like it's sunny in New Jersey, like it's raining in Toronto, like there's nothing you could do but bring your umbrella. And most of us report on our life like it's just happening to us. I just had to eat the cookie. Um, You know, I can't have a conversation with her. I'm anxious today. Like we report on it like we are giving away our power versus begin to get curious about what what it is you really want and then what there is to do about it. Yeah, I love that analogy um, because, yeah, too often people are just reporting the weather and they're not making the weather. They're not making their own environment, making their own fun, making their own path. They delegate it or defer it and they delegate it to their employer and their employer is going to make decisions that's best for the organization and not necessarily the individual. And that's when you see a lot of people, especially those that lose their jobs. Um, they're like, how they, there's this, feeling of betrayal at first for many of them because they feel, wait a minute, they were supposed to take care of me. They were supposed to provide for me. 
that's not their responsibility. There's an exchange of services and talent. And, and sometimes people put too much emphasis on that and they're just reporting the weather instead of, you know, doing their own thing. And I'm not saying that they can't work for an organization, but you have control over what you do when you're available, when you're not, and, and negotiate that with your employer. If, if that employer doesn't want to do that, then it's probably not the best place for you to be. Yeah, we have way more power than we give ourselves credit for. And my game is to get people to understand the power and masterminding what you want versus being a victim to what's happening to you. So even if there is some reality in it, there's still something you could do. Even if it's raining, I can still go to the gym and work out. Well, you know, or put my sneakers, another pair of sneakers on there. I can still work out my own house. Like there's still things I can do versus just calling it done and giving away my power. Yeah, we too many of us gave away our power too often for the employer situation. And that's why you see so many people looking to launch their own businesses and, and quote unquote, be their own boss without really understanding all the levels and skills that you need to run an organization. Uh, you know, it's a lesson, you know, that I learned a long time ago. And thankfully in my original career of public accounting and auditing, you worked with a lot of small businesses. So I, I knew what it took to, to launch a business and, and run one. But it's still, there's a lot of skills and you have to weigh it and go, okay, am I good for that? Or would I rather work for somebody else, but you can still work for somebody else and still have control over your talent and your skills and what you bring to the organization. And don't delegate that because you're not a slave. You're an employee or you know a trusted partner of that organization. And again, as I said before, if, if that's not how you feel, then even in a pandemic, there are plenty of other opportunities out there. You just need to know, you know the right questions to ask in, in the type of organization and the type of work you want to do. Yeah, that's important what you just said, because most people aren't clear as to what they want, their why. Right. So one of the first things I do is teach you to start dreaming, like take that area of life. And what do you really want? What does that really look like? What does it feel like? Not just a goal, but, you know, emotion, like some emotion in about how do you want to feel in that? Because now you're connected at such a deep level. It starts to wake you up to what you're thinking that's not in alignment with that dream or what you're doing that's not in alignment with that dream, right? So once you have that that dream loud and proud in front of you, now you can hold everything up to the dream and go, is that thought I'm thinking, is that in service of that dream? If it is, yay, keep it. If it's not, out it goes. And let me create a new thought. Is that action in service of that dream? If it is, keep doing it. If it's not, what am I going to do differently that would be in service of the dream. So it's like, like a way to get back to authoring, but purposefully from, you know, the aspect of thinking and acting. No, such important stuff. And on the pre-show, we talked about something else that you're doing. So I want you to share some of that work as well. Um, you know, I, one of the other things that I actually really love doing is I love taking people and talking about you know, their, their last phase of life, like saying goodbye to a loved one 
Um, how do we really say goodbye to a loved one? Or from our own phases, with our own last phase of life, how do we have those conversations to beautifully wrap up um, you know, what we need to say or what we need to do. So I work with people that have parents that are at the last phase of life that, you know, relatives. And part of my work is like, what do you need to say? What's your dream for that relationship? Um, what do you need to do so that it's like a beautiful ending where it's all said and you feel proud of the dynamic and the relationship that you have with that person? So, you know, that's another area that I really love. People don't think about authoring that last phase of life, either from somebody else or from yourself. And so that is one area that, you know, I've learned with my own parents and with my aunt and my uncle, the value of that and how having those difficult conversations end up being the most beautiful, most profound conversations, you know, that I might ever have in my life. It's such important work, and it's work that is going to dramatically increase over the next, I'd say, it's 40 to 50 years minimum because of our population aging. So many of us have parents that you know, are approaching that end-of-life stage, and having those conversations and planning things makes things so much easier, more streamlined, and I've seen the best case examples of, you know, wills and living wills that are clearly laid out to the T of, you know, what needs to be happen, where, who goes where type of thing. And of course, I've seen the complete opposite of that, where it's just complete infighting with surviving siblings and I should get this and that, and no one wants to experience that type of situation. So that's, that's amazing work you're doing. So as, as we, you know, continue our conversation, uh, I wanted to ask you about uh, inner you. You know, that's something we talked about a bit uh, in the pre-show as well. So share with the audience what, what NRU is all about. We have an online digital program that you can actually take yourself through our method at a pace that's right for you, you know, in a way that feels right for you. So we have modules that you'll listen to where um, you'll be taught a principle, you know, given an example of somebody who actually dealt with what the assignment is you'll get the assignment to actually write in interview um, and then you'll get commonly asked questions so you, there's an audio there's a place that you write things down you could have there's community there so you could buddy up with people that are working in the same areas as you but what I love about it is that it makes this this work affordable for you know we have one-on-one -on -one coaching too, but what I like about this is you can go at a pace that's right for you. You can really take your time. You can go back and listen to a module again. It's yours for life, right? So the game is gonna be get a dream, figure out what's getting in your way, get the right action, get the dream. Ooh, now dream bigger. You know, it, like we're play life is about playing for what you're creating. So what I like about the inner you is you have an opportunity to keep using it over and over again because that's what life is all about. You're up against a challenge. You figure it out. You get your results. You know, another challenge comes or another area starts to, you know, be a place you need to or want to evolve. So inner you is a great place for anybody at any phase to come in and start to do the work and continue to do the work. And it's, 
it's affordable. And with that, you get a free coaching session with the coach. So it gives you like a jump start so that you can actually keep using the method in all areas of life for now till whenever as you keep evolving. You know, it's critical. And with COVID has helped with this. I think before some people were still a little, I don't want to say adverse, but not necessarily open to online learning where COVID has really kicked that door down for good. And people are used to and actually enjoy the online learning because they, they love going at it at a pace that's right for them the location, wherever they happen to be. It can be, you know, on their phone or, you know, at their home or wherever they happen to be and they can get those lessons. And again, the fact that you go back to it is critical because there's been courses that I've taken. I'm like, okay, I learned this and great. And then it's like, you know what? I still have access that I want to go through part of it again, especially around this area of whatever that course was about. And notoriously, 10 times out of 10, I'll hear something like, did they update that video? I don't remember that from before, but then, but then I look at the notes and I look at everything. It's like, no, that was the same video you watched a while ago. You just didn't pick up on it at that particular point. So there's opportunities for you to go back and, and learn something. And go, wow. Why, why did I miss that before? And you know, there's obviously all types of reasons why, but at the end of the day, it's that continued growth. And when you do that, it just, it, it levels up everything in your life, not just, you know, what you're learning, but there's other aspects of your life uh, that really gets you going. And when you're, when you're working on you, that, that that's the base and best investment you can do. Yes, you can invest in stocks and hopefully make a bunch of money on it and all that. But when you invest in you, boy, the, the return on investment is, you know, is the sky's the limit if not higher yeah i agree because human beings are built on wanting to create and an author and i think that's what has us proud and then that's what has us happy you know so i think happy people get happy results not get happy results and then get results and then you get happy i think it's the other way around the more we're doing the work the more you're proud you know, I think the things we're most proud of in life are not the things that came the easiest. It's the things that we really had to, you know, put the stake in the ground for or stand for or work for. And so I love this. This pandemic has has opened up the world to thinking more about what do we care about? How can you get this? What matters most to you? You know, and where can you actually keep growing? You know, it's amazing. I'm so thankful for the organization and you're working on this stuff. So, Hilde, I've loved this conversation today. Where can people find out more about you and this incredible work you're doing? You can go to Handel, H-A-N-D-E-L group, handelgroup.com. Or if you want to learn more about Inner You, you can go to innerU.coach. So, I-N-N-E-R, the letter U, dot coach. And look us up. You can find me on our website, you know, we love getting people happy, proud, curious. So, you know, that's that's what makes me happy. It's awesome. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So, Hildy, thank you so much for your time. And, and thank you for this important work that you're doing. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of The Breakfast Leadership Network. 
visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.